Everyone Drinks Well with Operations, presented by the Conquer Risk Podcast. Hi, everybody. Welcome to Drinks Well with Operations Podcast. Today, we're going to walk you through a day in the life of an operations employee here at Potomac. So sit down, have a drink, and let's talk about some operations. So let's start with uh, Evan. Evan, what is your typical day like as an operations associate here at Potomac? Yep. So basically, uh, high overview, start my day with, you know, previously submitted new account paperwork, transfer of assets, and just track, you know, where they're at in the statuses. And if they're taking longer than usual, call a custodian and maybe push it along a little faster. Um, and then beyond that, uh, really just going through any emails advisor send in, secure messages with new paperwork, or just phone calls with any questions about transactions or procedures, things like that. And then outside of those, you know, day-to-day operations tasks, I deal with uh, a bunch of different projects, whether it be the planning software or the new user interface, trying to make that more streamlined. So that's a general day-to-day in my my seat. How often do you say that you have to call the custodians with uh, specific issues? Um, re- daily, recently. So <laughs> say daily. Gotcha. Okay, great. Um, I know that you do a lot of projects outside of that. You are in charge of our performance now and our GIPS reporting. So um, you definitely have a a good amount on your plate. Um, (laughs) Kayla, how about you? I know you, uh, Chelsea, and Evan all kind of have the same role, just different territories. Um, But what do you have to add into what your day might look like? Yeah, absolutely. So to piggyback off of what Evan was saying with reference to having to push um, issues along with custodians or just experiencing issues with the various custodians, um, lately it seems like they have been more frequent. And I would attribute that to the fact that there has been higher volumes coming in in the financial industry across the board. And so the custodians are definitely bogged down with a lot of requests. I know that both custodians are in the process of hiring new people they already have, and they're continuing to, it seems. And that is a good thing and a bad thing, because what I've noticed is with the new hires, eventually, hopefully, we're experiencing faster processing times, less waiting for um, hold times on phone calls. But currently, it seems that um, some of the newer associates aren't fully trained up. And so we've been getting some misinformation from these associates, which can be very frustrating to us as operations associates, but also to the end user, because I've had um, I've been given misinformation where I've had to go down kind of a wild goose chase asking a customer for a voided check when that was really never going to be able to fix the problem. And so what I've learned is when I'm getting information from a custodian to really think through the logical process of what I'm being asked for, ask follow-up questions, and if necessary, respectfully, but ask to speak with a more seasoned associate if there's one available, or if necessary, looping in our relationship managers and service managers to confirm the information that I'm being provided by the general uh, level custodian associates. Um, But I do think the new hires eventually will help 
ease the issues. Um, one other thing that I've noticed with the custodians is it seems that they're also working from home. So I've heard dogs barking, cats meowing, Peppa Pig in the background. And so they're struggling with the same uh, balance of working from home that we are. For sure. It's just, it's frustrating as all of us can attest to because we really pride ourselves on excellent customer service, great response times, and we're being kind of hindered by misinformation from the custodian. Um, and that makes us look bad. And then, you know, possibly our clients who are financial advisors, they're relaying this information to their clients. And it just causes this big trickle down effect that um, it's just not good service. But with with COVID, hopefully, one day, we'll be past it, and they'll be hired up and trained, and the money movements will slow down a bit, and we'll be in a better place. So, um, so Chelsea, how how about you and um, what you experience on the day-to-day? I know that each of you do a little bit different outside of the paperwork processing and, and you know, with COVID and working from home, it's really impacted all of us. What can you um, add to the conversation here? Yeah, so, uh, I mean, I'm not going to say the same things that they did, but um, I can talk about, you know, some pros and cons in general of working from home. Um you know, we all are happy that we don't have to drive to work or maybe shovel ourselves out if it snows. Um, some of us prefer to wear their pajamas to work, and that's fine. Um, some of us don't want to take showers every day, but <laughs> I won't point any fingers. Um, and we can keep the thermostat set for whatever we want, and not have to argue with our coworkers about that. That's a big one for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, So, you know, those are definite benefits of, you know, working in the home. And then you also have your cons. I mean, the grass cutters, they are always cutting grass on a Zoom call. It never fails. Um, And then, you know, it is kind of a bummer when you don't get as much interaction with your coworkers as you would if you were in the office, you know, having lunch together or going to happy hours we do virtual happy hours, but I mean, it's just not as exciting as going to the bar after work. Uh, so we yeah. live close, Chelsea. We can always go. We do. <laughs> Jen's always down for a happy hour. FYI. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> you just let me know. Yeah. But I agree. That is one of the biggest downsides. And us as a firm, we're working to try to figure out how to keep that employee social aspect going. Manisha's doing monthly happy hours. Caitlin is doing um, monthly operations happy hours where we play fun games. Um, (laughs) They are fun. They really are. Um, But as a firm, like we do need to keep ways, you know, there will be some weeks that I don't talk to people in marketing and and things like that. And we're definitely going to get together at least once a year and and that'll help as well. But all firms, I think that are 100% remote now because of COVID, not that Potomac went remote because of COVID, you know, they, they have to find ways to virtually stay connected. So, Caitlin, you are the director of operations, so your role here is a little bit different. Um, Why don't you walk us through what that entails? 
Yeah, sure. So um, typically the the three operations associates will retrieve the paperwork. They'll go through all the processes. They do a great job of getting everything in line, uh, tracking everything. Um, and then once everything is in, ready to be processed, all the data has been entered, it comes to me for a final review. So I can take a look at it, make sure everything is how it should be. Um, I trade everything. Um, and then I, of course, do my regular monthly, quarterly, daily audits on all the stuff. Um, so I handle all the trading for the firm and the billing, uh, back office billing, and then any general issues, um, you know, that beyond the operations associates or anything like that, that needs to be taken care of, taken care of that. Um, but I do agree with what Kayla was saying with the uh, custodial issues. It, it definitely stinks for us because um, we're kind of the middleman here and we do pride ourselves on service and making sure that we get stuff done, you know, on time and as quick as possible. So that is one thing for sure we've been struggling with. And we really are hoping that the promises that they are getting more staff trained um, quickly will resolve those issues. And to be honest, being an ops associate and working from home, as Chelsea was discussing, I love it. I think it is completely awesome that we're a 100% remote company. I think that works really well, especially with what we do and being able to focus on our work and still be able to, you know, interact with each other. I think we've done a decent job at trying to make that a priority. Um, and then spending the time here on these fun podcasts together as well. <laughs> Definitely a bonding experience, right? Yes. <laughs> Thanks, Caitlin. Um, so yeah. real quick, just before we wrap up, I'll just touch on what I do. I, you know, day in the life of my ops as the chief operations officer, I am truly the glue that holds us all together. <laughs> and 100%. Makes, mm -hmm, makes us a cohesive unit that is just like able to process like a machine. Um, and then when I'm not being the glue, I also look for ways to make everybody's jobs easier and our user experience better. We have a lot of stuff in the pipeline that's super exciting um, for those that are um, going to be attending our, our virtual conference. You'll get a sneak peek at a new user interface that I have been diligently working on. Um, and so uh, my day-to-day -day is really just um, a lot of projects and being pulled in, in some different directions as needed. Um, and as always, so this is probably, we try to make the operations podcast as exciting as an operations podcast can be. <laughs> so thank you all for bearing with us. But we always end on the high note of what we are drinking at Drinks Well with Operations. So I'm yep. going to start since I'm the glue. Um, today, I thought I'd mix it up. And I am drinking a Pinot Noir from New Zealand. Um, it's gross. And I will <laughs> probably put it in the sink after this podcast and grab a Bud Light. <laughs> nice. So that. cheers. That's very fancy, John. <laughs> it had a screw top. Fancy. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. All right. I'll go next. I am drinking. It's a hard kombucha. Let me show you the can. It's called June Shine. It's delicious. If you like kombucha, you should try it. I don't like kombucha. How about you, Chelsea? 
Um, I'm drinking a watermelon wine, which is very good from a local winery of ours. It sounds like a Maryland wine. Yeah, I do love watermelon flavored things. I'll have to get some when I go your way. All right, how about you, Kate? I'm drinking pineapple juice and rum. In a fancy (laughs) cup. Fancy tiki mug. It's 82 here, so I figured might as well soak up summer while it lasts. For sure. (laughs) How about you, Evan? What beer are you drinking this week? I have Great Lakes Oktoberfest local brewery. So Cleveland beer all the way. (laughs) It's kind of ironic that I shamed you for drinking beer. But anyway, with that, we'll be out. (laughs) Cheers, everyone. Cheers. All opinions expressed by podcast guests are solely their own and do not reflect the opinions of Potomac Fund Management. This podcast is for informational purposes only and should not be relied upon for investment decisions. Clients of Potomac Fund Management may maintain positions and securities discussed in this podcast.